You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. Overall, the defense, I was just extremely impressed after that first drive. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the second half was really impressive to me, even more so than just, you know, the, the first half, I thought they did well, you know, giving up 10 points to a good team. I feel like some of this, all this talk on, you know, Twitter, social media, everywhere about how like, oh, you know, this isn't a good team. This isn't a good team. They just beat what's probably a playoff team. Like, I know maybe you are upset about how it looked, but and the defense carried them a little bit. I expect this offense to get better. The offense was good in the first half, but we'll get to that later. Um, yeah. yeah, the the defense, especially after that first drive, very good. And it was kind of weird how they were really good to me because mm-hmm. they – weren't good in on first and second down, but then they're really good on third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find the stats for it. Should be able to load it. Yeah. Well, they were good on third. Five of 12, third down efficiency, and then they held the Seahawks to 0 for 2 on fourth down, and they had two turnovers, forced. They got four sacks. Good. You know, that's, that's all. That's a, a good performance. When you look at some of the other things that uh, – like when you look at um, the box score, the advanced stats for this game, all plays, the Seahawks were averaging negative 0.07 EPA per play. Early downs, negative 0.01. Late downs, third and fourth down, negative 0.33, which that is great. That's awesome. And you can think about it too. Like all the key plays in my mind came on third and fourth down, especially. I felt like I respect the Seahawks offensive corner a lot, Shane Waldron. I think he's really good at his job. Yes. And I think Louisiana Rue was really good at this job. And I thought by the time we hit the fourth quarter, especially late fourth quarter, it was like the final stages of this intense chess battle peaked by the most boring thing possible where the Bengals called a timeout and then the Seahawks called a timeout. <laughs> you know, they're like, wanted to see what each one of them were going to do. And then uh, the Bengals came in with the victory. I know players got to play, but it felt it was a, that was a very fun chess battle within there. Um, yeah, I, I, they beat a good team and they stopped a good offense. I thought most of the time Gino was good for the Seahawks. He but was. They, they forced two interceptions. They sacked him four times. Like, these are just, you know, key things. They weren't 
always they weren't consistently great, but they were great when they needed to be great. Yeah, I think of the red zone a lot in the second half. Mm-hmm. What they were able to do in the red zone. I mean, you can point to the end of the game and I'm not going to lie. I'm sitting there at the game, straight shot, seeing the field right in front of me. The player, the the Seahawks are driving to my end zone. And I thought one more chance for Lil. Bring back the OG throwback defense that we saw last year, that we saw in 2021. Had to pick up an offense when the offense is down. And they were able to do it. And I thought it was absolutely incredible with that uh, that call in DJ Reader. Um, in the fourth quarter was was a little questionable. Um, but uh, but overall, you know, you have guys like your defensive line. Um, we talked about it before the season. You're putting a lot of money in your defensive line for those guys to step up in those big moments. You can point to Sam Hubbard. You can point to Trey Hendricks and B.J. Hill um, putting the pressure on Gino. And as you mentioned before, I think a lot of people were so used to saying, oh, but the, who did they play? Who did they beat? The Seahawks are a really good team. We talked about it going into the game. Thought it would be a close game. It was. I actually thought there'd be a little more um, offensive action from both sides of the ball. But we'll get to the Bengals in just a moment. But that's credit to the defense. And it, and it gives you encouragement going into the bye weekend and thinking, okay, this deep this D can be fine. This D can be fine. This is a tough competitor. You know, it's an NFC team. It's the Seattle Seahawks who play really well in the one o'clock games. I think the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills are the two teams that have beaten them in, in the last few years when they're playing one o'clock games on the East Coast, which is absolutely wild to think about that stat. But overall, um, I, I was extremely impressed. And I, I want to point out to Cam Taylor Britt because uh, mm-hmm. birthday boy definitely stepped up today. One of two birthday boys that stepped up. So wild. So wild. Mm-hmm. Birthday boy Yoshi and uh, Cam Taylor Brett. Who would have thought both of them would have it? One would have a touchdown. One would have an interception. So I thought, I thought this was Cam Taylor Britt's best career game, especially considering the competition. Like, yeah, he gave up a few catches. And I definitely thought that before was the last drive where he did give up that ball to DK Metcalf down the sideline. I was like, oh. and then he missed a tackle too. I was like, it still didn't ruin it. You know, it still didn't ruin this performance for me. I thought you were still awesome <laughs> type of thing. Um, yeah, I, he was really good, and he deserves all the credit. And I thought he was good last week. Even, you know, he had the pick six, and some people might point to that. Like, hey, that might be a better game. He had a pick in this game, and he played a more difficult opponent that he handled better too. I think of that play in the front pylon where he breaks up that ball to Metcalf. Superb stuff. I mean, that is a – or was that Lockett? I mean, I, I, I can't it remember. It was obviously I think it was Metcalf. My, it I might have been was, Metcalf. I think it was DK. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> broke that up. That was awesome. That was just high level cornerback play. I thought he deserves all the credit in the world for how this defense played. They put a lot on his shoulders, and he came out and showed everybody, you know, like he's a good corner. You know, he's, he can play in this league against anybody. Uh, I do think DJ Turner had a little bit of a step back game. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. the hype, you know, <laughs> there was the hype. And then <laughs> I watched this and granted a lot of this is broadcast, you know, like from a lot of plays, the corners kind of just disappear off the screen. <laughs> then you know what they did by the ball getting thrown at them. Uh, but when it came to watching on broadcast, I was like, ah, oh, man, I kind of hope for a little more DJ Turner, but I thought two out of three corners were good because I thought Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton was good in this game. Mike Ooh, he got up there on that pick. <laughs> Five foot nine. He, he must. I mean, Lockett's not very tall, but he must him. It felt like a bounce back game for Mike Hilton because it, it felt, yeah. you know, a little bit of a slow start to him for him this year. He's getting older. I think we have to remember that. But overall, I felt, you know, the confidence got back for Mike Hilton in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It felt, it felt like a good Mike Hilton game and getting that pick. I was so happy for him because it feels like mm-hmm. he's gotten a lot of, 
stuff thrown his way that you know like just because a guy doesn't play at his best in the early he's not the only one you know there's other guys that aren't playing up to their standard uh also chido bayouzie getting beat deep that was a little upsetting just in terms of you know you know chido from two years ago does he get beat like that i don't know but at the same time gotta remember to be patient with him for sure and just hope that he can get back to near his old level by the end of the year we, you know, you, when you look at this bye week, um, it always feels like Zach Taylor's bye week over the last few years kind of fell right in the middle. And this one comes a little early. And I feel like it's at a really good time because you mentioned Cheeto. Um, I, I think another two weeks would be good for him. Um, you know, he's limited in practice the last few weeks. And then you think about T. Higgins, who played through injury today. Joe Burrow, no setbacks. That's a, definitely a positive. Um, but anything else on the defensive side of the ball before we flip to offense? Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on, you know, the defensive line outstanding, especially in that last drive when they were gassed. I mean, I'm sure they were gassed mm-hmm. and they stepped it up and they were the biggest reason that the Bengals came in with a win because if they weren't getting pressure like that, it probably went south for them. Uh wanted to say that – oh, I mean, Cam Sample too. We didn't mention him, but he got a yep. sack in this game. Thought he had a pretty nice game overall from – position that the Bengals need somebody to step up in that secondary pass rusher, the the bench unit to get some pressure. Uh, Other than that, I don't know. I I mentioned it, Luana Romo. I thought his game plan was fantastic in this. I mean, you, when you, I think he's hit right now, the perfect mixture of when, how often to bring pressure from those looks like bringing everybody at the line and actually bringing that pressure sometimes you look at a guy like Brian Flores and he does a little too often and you kind of go, ah, you know, the corner's a little hung out to dry over here. But and then you look at guys like, I don't know, Brandon Staley, some guys in, on that tree, especially they show that pressure and they never bring it. So teams don't respect it. So you have to hit the mixture. And I thought they did a good job hitting that mixture of like, he brought the whole thing and he would also drop out of there. And that makes it so difficult on an opposing offensive line. So I want to give him a shout out just for that and everything else. I mean, I, I just thought he he had a well-crafted game plan for this one and gives you a little bit of hope. You know, is there hope that, you know, we keep talking about this 49ers team is going to blast. I was going to blast, you know, like they match up. But I do think that we aren't giving Anarumo with a week of prep time enough credit here because I think he could keep him in that game even if the offense isn't playing up to where it needs to. And you have to think about, um, you know, obviously I want every team to go in with their full health, but Debo left early, Christian McCaffrey left early today. Um, those are things to monitor for the Cincinnati Bengals going into, I know they're going into bye week, but you have two weeks to, to prep for that. And what does that offense look like if um, if they aren't good to go in about two weeks? So, yeah, I agree with you. Give Lou, I, I think Jay Morrison said this today on uh, social media, called it Lou Day. And I agree. Um, it just felt like, very encouraging going into the bye week, seeing the defense look like they did today. I mean, the offense owes them uh, a nice little steak dinner, maybe at Jeff Ruby's, because they saved them big time in the second half. 